today we are going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp and Sicario, Day of the Soldado. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody, I'm here with Joel Antonio Banderas Cunningham. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing, not because it is funny, but I also, mine for you was Mattonio Banderas. Oh, so, I like yeah. it. I totally, like it. totally just... Yeah. Well done. Well copied done. each other, I guess. Yeah, kind of. I guess since you went first, that means that I'm the one that copied you. But yes, yes. I did think about that. I did trademark it. And you owe me fifty bucks. I don't have fifty dollars. Okay, me, can I borrow fifty dollars? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll give you an IOU. Anyways, welcome to the Real Review, guys. Uh, we're happy to have you with us. If you're tuning in for the first time, uh, just to kind of give you a, a breakdown of of how this works, Joel, uh, and I see things a little bit differently when we when it comes to film. Uh, we actually got into a really heated debate the other day a little bit uh, about A Quiet Place. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about that some Are you bringing time. that back up now? I am bringing it back up. I finally got a chance to see it. Yes. So anyway. Which I like the movie. I just right. felt like one aspect of it was not sure. what I would want to, would figure it would be. Sure. Anyways. So and so Joel <laughs> he can get really analytical and, and kind of pick through a lot of the details and uh, the minutia, as you might say, like as well, it. it's good. Yeah. and um, and might sl- slightly lean towards the negative side yeah. of things. Not necessarily all the time, just potentially because picky sometimes. Yeah, and then I am a little bit more like I can overlook some things a bit more emotional. Like, oh, that was fun. Uh, it's okay if it didn't make sense. I was it's, still having a, an enjoyable time. It's the experience for you, right? It's Whereas for me, experience. it's the production and the creation. Of, right. Yes. Yeah. But it's not to say that we can't dabble in each other's, you know, no, areas. You know, we, for sure. Yeah. We cross over. Yeah, we could have crossover events just like the CW. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm really waiting for the day that you will just bust into a super analytical like diatribe <laughs> on one of these films that you <laughs> the see. Line- like, was awful and the way that the frame yeah, exactly. lined up I'm with waiting for it. perpendicular to the desk yeah. was not uh <laughs> obtuse oh, come on now. to the light. I don't get I don't get of... that particular. I, mean, <laughs> I know I'm totally somewhat, kidding. somewhat. What if I did though? That'd be crazy. I would love it. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, anyway, so then we kind of blend it too, and you can get a good perspective. We kind of talk it out a little bit, and that's how the show works. But uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, you don't know really what's happening. Joel, why don't you tell everybody how they can get connected to yes. The Real Review? Sure. There's a couple of ways you can get connected to The Real Review. I would, first of all, suggest you check us out on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Media. We're Tons of stuff is going up. We're always posting things. Matt does a great job, I like to say, because I don't do very much with that. Um, we also have our website. I'm owning it. I yes, just don't I don't do enough posting. That. I'm owning it. Uh, <laughs> realviewmedia.com. You can get connected with us on there. We've also both got Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Real Review Media. And then as always now, we have our our email. Now, I don't know why I said yeah. now, but we have our email <laughs> and we would love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on anything that we talked about. Love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on A Quiet Place. And yeah. <laughs> what you thought Absolutely. of it. This is like my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so far. Go ahead. Send us an email. Realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Yes. Do that. Yeah. And so with that being said, let's dive right into this. We had one major opening mm-hmm. this weekend. Yep. And that is the highly anticipated sequel to 
Ant-Man, which is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Let me break it down for you real quick. So uh, here's a synopsis that they have for us. As Scott Lang balances being both a superhero and a father, Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. Directed by Peyton Reed, who also did the first one. Uh, And... It also stars our familiar faces of Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, Michael Pena, Walton Goggins, uh, Bobby Cannavale, Vale, Val, Judy Greer, <laughs> T.I., David, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hannah, and Hannah, oh yeah, I want to give that shout out to Hannah John Kamen as well. Um, yeah. So, couple, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Did Lawrence you see Fishburne, him? yes, Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas, right. Michelle Fether. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I want to talk about that too. That's not really spoiling. Anyways, we'll get into that. I did want to, well, one minor spoiler. I did want to say, it's not really a spoiler, but you did mention something in one of our previous recordings that uh-huh. Michael Pena was going to do. Right. And he totally did it in this he movie. Did it. And here's, here's the thing. I, I will say this. He did it, and it was really great. It was, yeah. It was really, really great, but they only did it one time. Yeah, I'm afraid that it's going to get old. Really? It's going to become one of those things Maybe, where it's like a Pena-ism. It was a really long one, though. It was. It was. Like a really long yeah. like montage. Anyways, yeah. uh, it was a really good thing. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's not really a spoiler because he did spoiler it a couple light. times. Spoiler light, yeah, it's and I'm like, not talking about what they're doing, so right. like, this yeah. is spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I liked the movie. I didn't think it was great, Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy myself. I found enjoyment in it. Um. And there were some there were some emotional ties that I really thought were great. They didn't pull me in completely, but I appreciated that they were there in the film. And that was mainly between Paul Rudd and, her, and his daughter. Cassie, yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed her character. Some of the strange insight that she brought into different circumstances. I thought I, I really, really liked that. And that was just kind of my overall. I, I liked it. Yeah. Didn't love it. Um, something happens in the mid credit scene that I've been calling from the rooftops forever. It seems like, well, forever meaning just since infinity war came out. Yeah. And then, um, which is still just as shocking. Yeah. Even at this stage of Marvel universe, right. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, overall thoughts. Uh, I think similar to you, okay. I, it, it didn't feel like this was an unnecessary sequel, but it certainly didn't register as strongly, I think as the first outing. Yeah. It very much felt like, they were just kind of like, well, what's the next step in the story? Mm-hmm. But it, it hit kind of, I I think the main issue that I had was, and I hate to say this because it's so like what, me, but it just didn't, <laughs> so it didn't feel like there was any like heavy stakes that were there. It kind of felt like they were putting a few things in place that could have been resolved by some simple conversations right. and some and, and there was a lot of situational irony in a sense. Right. Like this just happened to take place right at this moment where if it had happened like four days later, then half of the issues of the yeah. film in a sense would have been fine. Yeah. You know, and if some if some of the characters that were supposed to be antagonists had literally just talked to each other. Right, exactly. And just sat down because they're all good people and said like, hey, this is this, they would have been like, oh, okay, like then that's fine, you know? Yeah. There was there was less of there was less of a presence of a villain. Yeah, it was, and like you said with the antagonist, it was more of like, kind of like a coworker you don't get along with. You know, as yeah. a, you know, if you just would have like talked with them about it, it right. could have cleared up half the issues in the movie. I, I agreed, and I think what they were going for, and they even talked about that in the, the description, is it's that idea of the shadows of the past right. coming back to haunt you later in life, right? And kind of dealing with that mm-hmm. both in what they did with the technology that created bad situations, 
even though they had good plans for it. But then additionally, the relationships yeah. and how mishandled relationships can eventually kind of... And each character sort of had, in a sense, their own minor little story arc with that. I mean, yeah. Evangeline, Lily, and Paul are dealing kind of with like their minor past issues. Right. And then, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, they're dealing with like things that brought up in their past. And so that was interesting. Yeah. But it, it wasn't enough to compel me towards really feeling like the stakes were weighty enough. Because I think... The characters, I, just, I don't know, they just, there wasn't enough there to latch onto which each, each each of the individual characters that in the drama that was presented mm-hmm. that really made me feel like, wow, I really hope this happens. But you that know. mid-credit scene. Yeah, the mid-credit <laughs> scene. Yeah, I mean, when you see something as compelling as that take place in a Marvel movie, in prior Marvel movies, I should yeah. say, then you kind of, you're like, okay, well, I know Marvel can do serious dramatic tension yeah. and have real stakes mm-hmm. involved. And so, and I get it, you know, they're trying to just kind of take a step back and go simpler. It's mm-hmm. more of like a heist kind of film. Yeah, it's simple. It's like, and I think the point of it was, you know, you just came off of Avengers. You don't want it to be like uh, the fate of the universe. Right. You know, and this is more of like the fate of, you know, being in prison for 20 years or not. Right. It was just, <laughs> it was also very predictable. Right. You know, and I think that kind of added into the stakes not being there because sure. it's like, oh, it I was, know you're yeah. going to do that and you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the humor wasn't as the, um my, i have thoughts on the humor let me let me start with some positives real quick because mm-hmm. I, I did think it was funny uh the scene with michael pena and where he there's one scene with michael pena where he does his like shtick i guess yeah that was awesome it was awesome it was hilarious and the way that they filmed it and the way that all the actors like did their parts to help <laughs> that it was so good yeah um also the de-aging technology in this movie is incredible. I agree with that. It was incredible. It was. There was only like one or two moments with it that I'm like, okay, a little bit. But I'm like 95% of it was just rock solid. I was like, dang, they're getting so good at this, <laughs> yeah. man. It's kind of scary. Yeah. I was like, they can do this with <laughs> Somebody anybody. Somebody brought this up the other day, and I, I don't think it's unrealistic. I mean, at some point, it's going to get to the point where... When celebrities start to get to a certain age, they'll just like take a digital copy of them, right. <laughs> and then just present them in films moving forward with right. their digital bodies and like their voiceover. Basically, doing a better job of what they did in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, because oh Rogue gosh. One was, you know, yeah, it's yeah. still like bleh, with yeah. some things, but that was rock solid. Yeah, the de aging was incredible in this, yeah. and they've gotten progressively better. They I think they started it with, um, uh, was it the Tony Stark in Civil War? Was that the first I- one? believe so and then after that it was guardians with kurt russell there's another one in there too somewhere i think there was the first i recall was no it was ant-man it was michael douglas and ant-man the first one really yeah they had him like walk in and meet with howard stark and stuff and he was all young they did ant-man they did it in civil war with uh tony stark for some reason i was thinking iron man 2 was the one they did the the flashback no it was iron man 3 they did the okay yeah you're right Gotcha. Yeah, it's all good. We'll have to go back um, and look. It's not like we're keeping a record. They like, did mm. Kurt Russell in Guardians 2. Um, and then this one was, I feel like they just keep getting better and better. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I, th- I thought that was a highlight. Um, and I thought it was just an overall, just kind of a, just a fun outing. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed myself at the movie theater. And that was, and that was really it. I wasn't, and that was the thing there. I was thinking, okay, well, this is definitely a change of pace from yeah. the you know universe, you know, being you know threatened kind right. of a thing that we got in the last one. Um, but uh, at the same time, it kind of, you see how it kind of ties into everything. Uh, it's definitely not a huge strong tie in until later. But um, <laughs> with 
with the movie as a whole, whole I thought it was fine. Um, I enjoyed parts of it. Uh, and I want to hear your kind of big... Your biggest, yeah, big pauses before I kind of dive into something I thought was negative. Uh, I still really like the acting. Yeah. I think most most of the acting felt pretty rock solid. I love Bobby Cannavale, even though he's very minorly in the film. Yeah, so he like did this huge change of shift from one to two. Right. He's like... He Mr. loves him. Now. Yeah, he's Mr. Lovely, like loves everybody. Like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because of his Ant-Man persona yeah, or something, maybe. but like I loved that. Yeah. I thought that was great. It was fun. Uh, Jimmy Woo, who played Randall Park, he's kind of like an FBI agent. He had an interesting style. His character was interesting, I think, because they did something with him that was a little bit different than what I was expecting. Randall Park played Jimmy Woo. But, Correct, yes. yeah. Jimmy Woo's the, yeah. Yeah, the character. He kind of was like... Mr. Friendly Nice FBI agent, yeah. but like not a very good one. Yeah. And it was just weird. I, I, I enjoyed it yeah. and just because it was like different than I think I've mm-hmm. seen a character like his be before in the movie, <laughs> uh, in a Marvel movie as well. I think yeah. that was kind of like the the best of the, sh- the movie for me was some of the characterization, even with our new antagonist of sorts, Ghost, Yeah, uh, played by Hannah John Keeman. Yeah. Keeman. She she had a bit of a weird style. Yeah. You know, there was a weird moment too with her and Paul Rudd's character, mm-hmm. um, Scott, when they like first encounter each other. Yeah. And it was like, is there going to be a weird romance starting yeah. up here? I don't know if you caught that <laughs> right. like I did, but like that was kind of odd. But it it just felt like, okay, well, they're trying to maybe like throw in some different slight curveballs sure. with some issues sure. there. And so, and I enjoyed that because yeah. it, it made it feel like refreshing a bit different. Um, the action sequences were fine. Yeah, I like the action. Too, I thought actually. there were some questions in regards to like Ghost and what her abilities curtailed and kind of how they how they were working and how they weren't working for me at times. Like right. it doesn't make sense that if her literal persona is that her power is that she can kind of phase through things and people can't like touch her at times, mm-hmm. how she can still stand on the ground. When people are like phasing, oh, she doesn't just fall through the earth, right? Because gravity, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a thing. You know, it's it's so stuff like that doesn't make sense. And like with inertia, and I get it. It's it's you know, like it's not going to make sense. But it, you start questioning it. Yeah. The other thing that didn't make a lot of sense was like, okay, well, when they shrink, they keep the same strength and ability mm-hmm. as they had when they were big, which is that's their power. Yeah. But then how come when they get bigger, they get more strength and more power? Like, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Again, I know I'm nitpicking here, <laughs> but, like, things started to break down in that in that level to me where I started, then I started, okay. maybe I just nitpick too much sometimes here with some of this stuff, but um, I thought that was fine. The overall plot progression was fun, but the action was good. Yeah. Is what I kind of was, was, was going with that. It was just predictable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so before I move on to this, I will say there is one scene, I thought Paul Rudd was great. He's very Paul Ruddy. Yeah. And, and which is what Ant-Man is now. That's, yeah. that's who he is. And I think he just continued it great. Um, there's one scene with him where he's like working on a computer and stuff is happening. And he's, it's really, really good. Right. Um, he uh, seemed a little too inept in this one, I think, to me. Well, I, I don't know. He doesn't know this stuff they're talking about. I mean, it's right. not ruining anything, but there's a scene where he's like, did you guys just say quantum in front of everything? Like, that was funny. Yes, yeah. his humor was was fine. Yeah. I just felt like he kind of made some stupid mistakes in this one. I was oh, like, really? Okay. Yeah, you're, yeah. That? you're not even going to think about that? <laughs> I can't get into details. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, other than that, um, I did. I like the action. I will say, and this, will, this is where I'll kind of get in the negatives. I felt like it took a while for the movie to find what it was doing. Right. I was like, what is happening? And I went with my, well, I went with my mom and we were trying to, and I was explaining to her, I was like, I felt like they did this like 
quote unquote what you would see in a villain reveal moment in the first 30 minutes of the movie or yeah. 40 minutes of the movie. And I was like, this is weird. This feels like the end of a movie, but it's not the end of the movie. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, it just felt like it was trying to find its footing. I thought the second half actually flowed better than the first half. Um, yeah. Just overall. Uh, other than that, I, th- I like the humor. I think the problem with this, this movie, it's not even a sort of problem. This might be nitpicky on my part is I thought there was too many moments that they're going for humor. I thought they, you know, Marvel. That weren't funny to me. Right. They yeah. walk this fine line. Most of the time they nail it. Most of the time Marvel nails it where they just, they have the right amount of humor. Um, but this time I felt like they, they maybe just threw in a few extra jokes. I was like, I didn't need to be there. Let the, let the weight of that moment, you know, the seriousness of that moment sink in before you have somebody throw a joke out, you know? Yeah. Um, there was a couple of those moments like, mm, you're trying to, you're trying for laughs right now. I don't, you know, this kind of thing. It's kind of how I felt in last, the last Jedi. I didn't feel like a lot of the humor worked in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like some of it, but I felt like they just kind of overstepped into trying to make it funny. Yeah. Um, I think would have helped me to kind of maybe connect with the story a little bit better. I would have pretty much cut out most of the FBI type mm. related aspects. It felt very chalked on. Mm. Like they were just trying to fill out the script with additional story elements. Yeah. And you could have had a, a, Decently good real antagonist with Walton Goggins. Yeah. But he ended up becoming becoming more of like a C-plot type yeah. antagonist. Yep. So then you could have made it, to me, it would have been much more interesting to see kind of that that pull, that good, that bad thing with Ghost because that could have really messed with her head. Yeah. You know, the fact that she's unable to like really connect with stuff. Yeah. That like the phasing could have really done a number on her head yeah. and turned her into more of like a character that's suffering that you can connect to because right. you understand what their actions are, even though they're bad actions. Mm-hmm. Whereas then Walton Goggins could just be legit, like, I'm just the antagonist And I'm bummed thing. out about him because I feel like Walton Goggins is an amazing actor, especially yeah. if you've seen Justified, he's incredible in that yeah. show. And um, and a lot of other things, too, that he's he's in, uh, like Vice Principals, those kinds of things. And yeah. he He's amazing, but he keeps getting these movie roles that are like surfacey, yeah. you know, like, bad guys, you know, Agreed. kind of thing. Yeah, I and, think he's got a lot of chops for like a really deep scene, like a deep character yeah. in some movie that I would love to see some dramatic type right. film in. I don't know why. But I just I could see him in a lot of there's a there's like a th- three or four movies I'm like I really could have seen him in that yeah but I don't know yeah um it's all right so yeah I thought like Ti and David Deshmalshian yeah. or Kurt and Dave they're kind of like they're the Baba Yaga bub- yeah they're like <laughs> the sidekicks it was almost like they became the foil for the bad mafia right, related right. guys and it was like oh oh I will say that I thought I thought. I thought they overused Michael Pena and his crew. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah. that was the thing. And I think that's where the humor was trying to come in too much. Oh, I think it overused them a Yeah, bit. it was like a lot of stuff going on without any of it really feeling significant. Right. And that's why I kind of just felt like, eh. I like, so here's the thing. I, I like the movie. I just, there's that was a nitpicky thing. I think it could have maybe nudged it up a little bit further. As yeah. Far as, uh, just how much I liked it in general. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a fine movie. Um, do you... Do you want a score? Do you have a score for it? I do. I'm giving it a 79. Okay. C plus. I'm giving it 81. Okay. Nice. I was on the cusp of 80. Yeah. And then it was just a couple things and I'm just, eh, Yeah. Yeah. No, I got it down to the C range, which is tough for a Marvel. Yeah. You know, usually they're the little higher. So I'd say yeah. my average for most Marvels is kind of like B range. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, I've yet, I don't think, unless I were to go back and retroactively like review some of their older movies like The Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk. 
yeah those kinds of things and maybe that maybe that'd be in the c range for me but um, yeah that was that was, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um anyways um there's not really a lot to to spoil let's spoil it i'm gonna spoil one thing real quick okay we're gonna uh, do countdown five four yeah. three two one yeah five four three two one if you don't <laughs> want to listen we're gonna do spoilers right now turn it off pause it skip ahead whatever okay here we go so post credits yep loved it Loved it. Yeah. It tied in perfectly. So coming out of, uh, in, just in case you haven't seen it and you want to know what the spoilers are and you still have this on and you haven't paused it. Yeah. Um, basically, Ant-Man's in the quantum realm. He's talking to him on the little walkie-talkie and that's like Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Evangeline Lilly. They're all standing mm-hmm. out there like, all right, we're going to pull you out. And then all of, all of a sudden the mic or the line goes dead. Yeah. And Ant-Man's stuck in the quantum realm. Right. And then it the camera comes back out and you see them falling to ashes because right. Thanos just did his they snap. They get you again. I know. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I will say that doesn't really explain where he was during the events. I mean, it, it explains that maybe he was like under FBI house arrest and doing all this like side stuff. But that, them disappearing happened after the events of the first movie, uh, uh, the events of this movie. Yeah, but how long after? That's the only thing I don't, I don't know. know. I don't you know, know either, they don't so. really explain it, but it seemed like it at least a couple of days had gone by. Right, it seemed right. like enough time for at least them to like, hey, Ant Man, we got this really bad guy, <laughs> right, Mister Thanos. They must wanna... have thought he was still under house arrest. They had mentioned Maybe. that he was yeah. taking time off or whatever. Right, but... I, I, I like the scene. I'm yeah. just saying it doesn't really. It still doesn't really explain where right. where he was during the events. Anyway. It okay. happened, and I go, I knew it. I said it out loud in the theater. I was like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and he did call uh, it. Um, I've been saying after Avengers, I'm like, I bet there's going to be a post credit scene um, oh, in the new Ant-Man movie that comes out where, uh, you know, some of the characters just dissolve and you're like, oh, dang. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm super pumped about that. Um, other than that, what I was talking about, the de-aging technology, Michelle Pfeiffer looked just like young Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wow. Um, that was pretty incredible. Michael Douglas still looked pretty good. He didn't, they didn't do a lot. Like he wasn't talking though. And they, but the thing is about it mm-hmm. is it was a, super close-up shots right and usually that's where it falls apart for me when they get that tight shot but yeah it stayed rock solid yeah so i mean they're yeah i'm not going to go through and nitpick it but it just it it, i think they're going to get better and better at it's kind of scary it's going to be crazy yeah in the next like five to ten years you're not even going to know yeah and i will (laughs) say um final little thing here i think that abby Ryder fortinson fortinson his daughter cassie i think she did a really good job in it um, she she toted that line for me, which I never like, which is like the, the young kid the acting realist, like an adult. Yeah. And they she kind of was like she's still a kid. She's just a really smart kid. So right. I liked I thought I thought they did a good job with that. So. Yeah. yeah. She, I like her personality too, especially in that first one, like when he gives her that like really ugly like rabbit doll or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's yeah. so ugly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, like one of my favorite scenes is actually with Jimmy Woo and he's explaining to her why her dad's in her house arrest right. and her face just kind of like <laughs> at first it seemed you think that she's going to like throw back at him like uh I get this like she's yeah. going to like be sarcastic with him but then he goes legitimately into like too far yeah. and you can tell she's just like you lost me kid at the same yeah. time as a clever way to do some exposition for those it people was. that weren't familiar <laughs> yeah it was yep but um yeah cool so let us know what you thought about Ant-Man and the Wasp if you enjoyed it if you're ready for Captain Marvel which just wrapped shooting the other Captain day Marvel, that comes out and she's our hero <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah it comes out March 8th I think uh, Captain Marvel does so yeah let us know what you thought about that email us um, but yeah let's dive in to have one more movie to talk about yes um, you're going to talk about it I don't have anything to say you're not you have nothing to say <laughs> about it I'm going to talk about it and you can ask me questions if that's the case sure so I want to talk about Sicario 2 which is really not called Sicario 2 it's called Sicario Day of the Soldado mm-hmm. which is a continuation of the Sicario movie that uh, came out 
two years ago? Two years ago. I believe so, yeah. Yes. And um, again, so this one, the plot synopsis is uh, an idealistic uh, FBI agent is enlisted by a government task force to aid in the escalating war against drugs in the border area between the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, again, Benicio del Toro, Josh Brolin, uh, Isabella Monaire, uh, Jeffrey Donovan, Catherine Keener, uh, to name a few. Matthew Modine's in it as well, and then um, Manuel Garcia. But um, just some background: the first Sicario came out. I had um, there was a lot of like really positive buzz around mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah, um, and it was uh, just just a huge deal, and people loved it. And I went to the theater. I don't know if I got caught up in the hype. I thought the acting was great, but I didn't think the movie as a whole was like super amazing. Like people with, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and oh, I think the best thing it had going for it was uh, Deacons was cinematography and it was it just looked awesome. Yeah. He, if he's attached, it's going to look awesome. It's just, it looked great. Um, and uh, Del Toro, Brolin, um, uh, Emily Blunt. She was she was in the first one. They all did this amazing acting job. I thought it started out really strong. Some really tense moments. It just didn't land for me entirely. Um, and so coming into this one, I was kind of like, ah, let's see what this is about. So I was already on the uh, on the minority side of people being like, you didn't like Sicario. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was okay, <laughs> you know. And so this one, I kind of came in like, let's see what ha- what what this one's about. I will say that this. This movie right here, it started off, I liked it more than the first Sicario. Mm. Like in the first half, maybe. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more. Maybe first two thirds. And um, I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. And I, I understood what was going on. You have Josh Brolin doing his thing and kind of his uh, his undercover, like off the grid, like work that he does, kind of like what he did in the first Sicario. And um, Benicio Del Toro, he's in this movie a lot more. And I do, I did like him, but... Th- I don't know what happened. It felt like the end, they wanted the last third, less than that, let's say maybe the last quarter of the movie. Um, it felt like they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try and make this thing a franchise. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know? and yeah. Like, and that, specifically the last like five minutes, but um, they tried to expand they were, they were the world out a little there. bit. They did a okay. little bit. But beyond that, they tried to like give like growth to characters that are in the movie, especially this boy that kind of, you're like, what is this kid doing here? And then they're like, they're trying to like tie it into Benicio's character in this weird way. And mm. I, I don't know. Was I, he a clone? No. <laughs> could have been. Spoilers for another movie we just talked about. <laughs> right. So, um, not Ant-Man and the Wasp. No. <laughs> um, so, overall, I, I thought it was okay. I don't know. It started off like, I was like, I'm going to give this thing an A minus. Like I was thinking, I was like, this thing is good. I liked it. I'm into it. The action was cool. Um, Brolin's killing it. Uh, so is Benicio. I was like, I was really into it. And there's that scene that they show in all the trailers that's super intense. And it was just an intense where he's got the gun. He's pointed at some dude on the ground and he takes his finger and he's just like, he's pulling the trigger like rapid fire like this. And yeah. I was like, dang, like that's really gnarly. Yeah. Um, and that was all really intense. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then it just kind of got weird at the end. Hmm. Like they didn't know what to do or they're like, you know what? I want to try and make this into a trilogy, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so it, if the end kind of brought it down for me and I was, I didn't, didn't vibe. Okay. I didn't vibe. I don't know. Did you see the first Sicario? No. Nope. You didn't see the first Sicario? Okay. No, nope, I haven't seen either. Gotcha. I heard good things just like you said though for the first one and wanted to check it out at some point. Yeah. So... so yeah. Anyways, um, that's one of the main reasons I didn't go see this one because yeah, I haven't yeah. had a chance to see the first. So it's not 
it's not a bad movie. In fact, I think it's really solid for the first half, two thirds ish of the movie. Um, and then just kind of falls apart at the end. If I had to rate it, I'd, I'd probably give it a 77, 78 C plus range. Okay. Um, but, uh, I think it could have done a lot better if they maybe would have just kind of, cause the first one kind of ended on a really dark note. Um, they kind of tried to end it with like, Oh man, what's going to happen next right. kind of a thing. And I didn't, it didn't, this world, Sicario, the first Sicario never was like, Hey, we need a bunch of these movies, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And, um, so they left all their cards on the table. They're kind of like, yeah, we're going to just throw everything we want into this. For the right. first one, right? Well, Whereas uh, with, this one, it felt more open-ended to like, "Hey, let's do more." Right. Okay. Right. Almost like a passing of the baton, right. kind of a which thing. is never great to me. Right. I mean, it really just you need to make a film stand on its own merits. Yeah. First yeah. and foremost. So I was kind of like, "Oh, that's weird." But anyways, um, I thought it was okay. If you guys saw it, uh, I think maybe let me know if you liked it. If you liked the first Sakara again, I was in the minority, so I might just be skewed. It might be a lot better movie than I'd initially thought, but. <laughs> But yeah. I didn't. I didn't care. For, I mean, I I thought it was okay. I thought the first Sicario was okay, but this one I thought was okay as well. The first, first Sicario production value way better than this one though. Um, so yeah, let us know what you guys thought about that. Um, if you have any questions, uh, send it to the email reviewmedia at gmail Let us know. Um, also, I, again, connect with us on our social media, facebook.com uh, at Real Review Media. Same with Instagram and Twitter at Real Review Media. I'm oh, sorry, facebook.com slash at real or slash real review. I can't get it right, Joel. <laughs> slash real you review media. Mad. I believe in you. Thank you. I believe. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Joel, is there anything else that you feel like that's I crucial? I think that is all, Mr. Mr. Matonio Banderas. Matonio Banderas. I like that. You can call me that forever. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, yeah, that's nothing else to add. I uh, can be a hero, baby. That's right. We're going to do a whole episode where Joel sings that song to you guys. It's going to be amazing. It's when we lose all our listeners. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it's all good, though. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been awesome hanging out with you. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else, Joel? Nope. And that's it. All right. It's been real. It's been real. <laughs>